Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Sweezy with Brave to Bold, and my show is to bring to you people that have exhibited in their lives from stepping from brave into being bold. And today, I have the honor of having Jennifer Ricksecker with me today. Jennifer is the owner of this amazing horse that we currently lease named Memphis, and he is quite the beauty, and I believe he knows he's quite gorgeous, don't you think, Jennifer? Yes, I do. <laughs> I think he knows. And he's got the family trained, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. He definitely does. Yes. So Jennifer has two daughters, one that's married with two grandsons and another daughter that's in college. And you have a wonderful husband that helps take care of the farm and the animals, the horses, and you, I might add. Yes, he definitely does. And then you also take care of a family in Africa that I would like for you to start off by telling us a little bit about. Thank you, Deborah Ann. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it sure is. So the family that we sponsor, well, we actually sponsor a child in Africa. Okay. uh, With Blessing the Children International. Mm -hmm. And then we also sponsor a family through Heart for Cora. Okay. And I don't know how familiar you are with anything in Ethiopia, but Cora is a village that has grown up around the landfill. Okay. And people who are unable to work for a variety of reasons, a lot of times they, you know, are missing limbs, they're severely handicapped, or they have some pretty big health issues. Right. It started off as a leper colony, and then over the generations, you know, it's kind of grown into this village. Mm-hmm. But it it is the landfill. Wow. There's a this Heart for Cora program is a four year work program where you help support a family and during that time it helps them get on their feet. They have nutrition, they have a roof over their heads, and then they are trained in some manner for gainful employment. Wonderful, wonderful. And so you yeah. support Cora? Yes. Oh, and you have been to see her, I know. We met the family that we sponsor. Briefly, and that was before we were actually sponsoring them. Oh, okay. So we were trying to come back home and find sponsors for them. Mm -hmm. And I was unable to find sponsors for everybody that we wanted to find sponsors for. So my husband just said, let's just sponsor them ourselves. (laughs) Oh, well, you're such an amazing family. Yeah. I'm so honored to be associated with you and your family, quite frankly. Thank you. Yes, it's been a delightful relationship. Well, let's move on. And what I found so enticing was one day when we were out by the arena watching um, my granddaughter ride, you were sharing how you came to know Christ. And not only is it hilarious and entertaining, (laughs) but it's very heartfelt. So if you would just jump right in and tell us that adorable story. I would be happy to. Okay. So when my oldest daughter was around four years old... I was 26 then, and we, I, I had no desire to be a Christian. In fact, I definitely did not want to be a Christian. Had some interesting experiences when I was growing up, and I just felt like that was just definitely not going to be my route in life. My daughter and I watched cartoons every morning, and after the cartoons were over, the 700 Club came on, which I changed promptly every day. <laughs> But for one reason or another, this day, I just, I went in, I made breakfast a little bit late, and Buzzy was downstairs watching TV, and the cartoons had ended, and apparently she was watching the 700 Club. (laughs) 
And I came in and she was just riveted. She was sitting on the back of the couch and she was just riveted, staring at the television. And I said, honey, what are you doing? And she said, mommy, do you know if you let Jesus into your heart, your whole life will change? Oh, my goodness. And I said, what did you just say to me? (laughs) She goes, mommy, if you let Jesus into your heart, your whole life will change. And I thought, okay, that's that's very interesting. And I I changed the channel. I tried not to think about it, but I did. I thought about it all day long. Mm-hmm. I talked to my mom a little bit about it. And then when my husband got home from work, I said, Buzzy, tell your dad what you told me earlier. And she didn't hesitate. She didn't say, what are you talking about? Or I don't know or anything. She goes, Daddy, if you let Jesus into your heart, your whole life will change. <laughs> And he goes, what is she talking about? Where does she pick this up? (laughs) I go, I don't know. (laughs) And so we just, you know, we kind of looked at each other. We kind of filed it away, you know, interesting information. It got me thinking, and I know it got him thinking as well. Yeah, it just, pretty soon, the house next door was for sale, and we noticed that there were new people moving into it. And I thought, I'll go over and introduce myself. And then one Sunday... I heard some noises. I looked outside and I saw that they were all in their Sunday clothes and they were on their way to church. And I went, oh, (laughs) they're church people. Oh, no. I don't really want to. Okay, fine. Oh, shoot. So I I avoided meeting them for that reason. Kind of ashamed of that now, but that's how I felt then. And eventually she came over to me. She just knocked on my door and introduced herself and really kind of insisted that we become friends. After we became friends, she invited me to church, which was kind of a dirty trick. (laughs) She waited until we were friends. I couldn't say no. I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And my husband worked Sundays, so he 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 was unable to go. But I did out of it, did he? He did, yeah. Mm -hmm. He said to me, Are you gonna go with him? And I said, I am. I'm I I feel like I have to because she's my friend and I just can't say no. And he goes, okay, well, (laughs) have fun with that. (laughs) So we went to church, and I did not expect to have any feelings about church whatsoever. After the music started, I just sat there, and I started crying. Pretty much the entire service, all through the music, (laughs) all through the service. I just, you know, sat there and cried, and I just started to think about why I was there, what I was doing with my life. It just started to occur to me that maybe God was trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. At first, I was a little resistant. <laughs> I didn't really want him to get my attention because I felt like he had rejected me when I was younger because I didn't understand. Sure. When you ask Christ into your heart, I didn't understand that your life doesn't necessarily change on the outside or the things that are beyond your control, it Mm -hmm. changes on the inside. Right. So um, I went home, and I talked to my husband about church, and, you know, he said, well, all right, that sounds okay, but I'm probably not going to (laughs) go. I just want you to know I don't want to (laughs) go. And I said, well, okay, I think I'm going to try going back a few times and just see. And eventually they talked about getting baptized, and I thought I need to know more about that. So I talked to one of the pastors, And he said, well, we have this thing. This was in Flagstaff, Arizona. And he said, we have this thing that we do where we ask you to come in three times and three appointments. And we talk to you about what it means to become a follower of Christ. And just, you know, kind of equipping you with the answers that you need to know to make a huge decision 
you know, baptism. Right. And I said, okay, well, I'm in. I'm going to come. I made the appointment on my husband's day off, just hoping he would want to go with me. Right. And that morning, I asked him if he wanted to go, and he immediately said, nope, <laughs> don't want to go. <laughs> and I thought, You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, I mean, that's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll still go. And I was, you know, cleaning. I was in the office cleaning out bird cages. actually. I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this praying thing. I mean, isn't that kind of the whole, you know, everything that they talk about? Pray. You talk to God. You. So I thought, I'll try. I'll try this praying thing. And so I prayed, and I just prayed that God would really convince him to come to that appointment with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and about two minutes later, he popped his head in, and he said, you know what? I think I'm going to go with you. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> I, and I had not talked to him, and I thought, Wow. <laughs> this really works. This prayer stuff. Wow, that's crazy. So we went to this appointment. And after the very first appointment, both of us were convinced this is what we needed to do with our lives. We didn't need to go to the next two, even though we did keep those appointments as well. Mm -hmm. But we definitely, we knew right away that we were hearing the truth. It felt like the truth. It just, we knew. And we knew that we wanted to get baptized right away. Oh, so as soon as we were finished with our third appointment, we said, okay, well, we're ready. <laughs> so we, you know, made a plan to get baptized. We invited our friends, our neighbors, who had originally invited me to church. We were baptized on the same day. And our daughter, who was the first one that got us thinking, she was there. And yeah, it was a great day. I know a lot of people don't have that experience where they get to do something like that with their spouse. Right. I know it's very different for a lot of people. Right. That is such a cool, cool story. (laughs) I love that. But Jennifer, I remember you also relating to me about a dream that you have. Would you mind going back and telling that part? After my daughter had said, Mom, if you let Jesus into your heart, your whole life will change. (laughs) I started thinking about it, obviously, a lot. And one night I... I had a dream, a nightmare actually, and it woke me up. It was these sea monsters were chasing us. We were in the middle of the ocean and these sea monsters were chasing us and I was just trying to save my daughter. And I was trying to find my husband and we were getting separated and everything was just out of control. It woke me up and it was not something I could go back to sleep from. So I thought, I don't want to wake up my husband. I'll go out to the living room. We didn't have cable back then, so I couldn't turn on the television. Right. (laughs) But I looked at my coffee table, and there was a Bible. I don't know why it was in the living room. It was my grandmother's Bible. I never took it off the bookshelf. But it was in the living room. I must have been looking at it just from the things that Buzzy said and my daughter said. Mm -hmm. So I picked it up, and I just thought, well, I'll just open it and see what's in here. What is this book all about? And I opened it up to Job. And it's the part where God is saying, Job, do you think you control the sea serpent? I control the sea serpent, not you, me. And I thought, wow, (laughs) what just happened? Uh, It was, it kind of shook me to my core. I, I thought, is God trying to tell me something? Is this just a huge coincidence? What could this possibly be? And then it was shortly after that, that I decided I wanted to take the classes and find out more about getting baptized and what, you know, giving my life to God really meant. This this dream and then 
my attempt at prayer and my husband saying, yeah, I changed my mind. I think I am going to go with you. Those two things were very, very powerful. Very powerful. (laughs) There is no denying. Yeah. My daughter laid that, that first little foundation that I just started thinking and coincidence, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. of my neighbors, you know, moving in. And you know, the other crazy thing about my neighbors moving in, they lived there for about a year. A little bit less than a year. Wow. I really think they were just there for us. I believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it. Oh, that gives me cold chills as I'm (laughs) listening to this. And let me take you back, if you don't mind sharing with the audience, and that is when you were young, what type of situation was in your home that caused you to probably lose your faith as a young person that you wanted to get rid of that you could not escape? Yes, when I was probably around eight or nine, my best friend said, hey, come to church with us. And so I did. And she arranged for somebody to come pick me up. We didn't live very close to each other. So she arranged for somebody at church, the Sunday school teacher, to come pick me up every Sunday and bring me to church. And I thought, this is really fun. I get to spend time with my best friend and, you know, this place is pretty, pretty cool. It's all right. And every week at Big Church, uh-huh. <laughs> we called it Big Church, sure. they had an altar call and they said, you know, if you let Jesus into your heart, your whole life will change. Oh my goodness. And so that sounded pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. My home life was a little scary. My stepfather was an alcoholic he could be pretty scary, and we just, it, it was, yeah it was difficult. Yes. So to have my whole life changed sounded amazing. Sure does. And all I had to do was ask Jesus into my heart to get that. Mm. So I gladly said that prayer. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am a sinner. <laughs> I need you, and I want you to live right in my heart, and the door is open. Wow. And I went home, and nothing was different. Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult for a, and at that time I might have been around 10 because I went to church with her for quite a while before I started. And I thought, okay, well, it just didn't take. Mm -hmm. I'll try it again next week. So next week, the same thing. Altar call, I hear them tell me, and I said, okay, this week it's going to work. And I'll say the same prayer, and this time it's going to take. And I went home and nothing was different. Oh. So I... And I just, I seriously did this week after week after week. And eventually I just thought, God must not want me. Mm-hmm. Hearing this, what could we do different with these young kids? You know what? I always tell kids, don't go on emotion. Okay. Don't, don't base everything on emotion. I know I mm-hmm. just shared a lot of emotion yes. in my story, mm-hmm. but you can't base everything on emotion. True, true. Because our emotions can lie to us, mm-hmm. and they can deceive us, and Satan can use them to deceive us. Yes, he can. For instance, when somebody gets baptized, mm-hmm. especially when it's a child, a younger, you know, teenager mm-hmm. who maybe doesn't understand, right? I just want them to know, hey, it's not like the skies are going to open, and the mm-hmm. sun is going to shine on you, yes. and birds are going to sing, and there's, you know, angels are going to come down. I might not be like that. Right. And the change is in you, and it's mm-hmm. between you and God. And mm-hmm. it's the part you change the world that you can affect, that mm-hmm. you can change. The rest of the world doesn't change. I see. And I think that's important for children to understand because 
I walked away from church, God, for years and years. I wanted nothing to do with it. Right. I love that. I love that being able to tell young children that the world is not going to change around them, but the change is going to be inside of you. And that's all we can control, really, Yeah, is inside of us. So I like that bit of advice. I really, really do. So, well, you have gone from not believing into supporting families in Africa. That's quite a change, isn't it, for the glory of God? Yeah, it sure is. And I don't really know of a more... Christian family, I really don't, than you you. and your family and your children and your husband. And it's just been a great joy to be able to have somewhat of a business together and help each other out in a Christian manner. And that's refreshing. I agree. It's so refreshing. So thank you so much for stopping by. I greatly appreciate it. And come by anytime you have another story, especially one about the Lord. And, of course, let's talk about Memphis, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Deborah Ann. Oh, he has us both under control, doesn't he? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) He's a champion. All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We'll see you soon. Thank you.